They're still behind us, the old man said. Dr. Kramer maneuvered deftly between two more stalled cars as he weaved the rusty cutlass through the Hispanic neighborhood. He glanced into the rearview mirror and saw the black Chevy Nova making a turn behind him. Following their cars, he worked his way to their destination. The old car following them had been on his tail for several minutes, and Dr. Kramer was doing his best to shake them off. It wasn't working. He was in their territory now. The growl of the Oldsmobile's 350 V8 engine was exacerbated by an apparent pinhole in the muffler. The tightly packed houses vibrated as the blue-bodied 75 four-door sedan swayed and glided through the dead automobiles that lined the street. The neighborhood was alive with children playing in the roads, as well as adults huddled in open garages and carports. The racket created by the antique olds was more than enough warning to get the kids out of the big car's path. Most stood and waved as he drove the giant steel automobile past its dead cousins, while some ran into their homes, joining the adults that stood and glared at the functioning machine. He had begun the journey with six passengers other than himself. After the EMP had killed all the electronic technology in the city, and minimally throughout the U.S. Southeast, including 99% of the computer-driven automobiles, and having survived for six days at his office, he was making his last run in the Orlando suburbs to take his people back to the relative safety of their homes. And they were his people. Dr. Kramer had learned to personalize his work. His patients were not numbers, clients, or charts. They were people that had families and other loved ones that cared. He had evolved over the years to appreciate that. In his residency, assigning patients a diagnosis and prognosis depersonalized them, and he had been warned to not get too close. It would cloud your judgment, he was told. They were certainly right on that account. Dr. Kramer found that he treated symptoms that needed to be cured and not the people. It made the inevitable deaths easy to file away, a loss to the disease and not the passing of a parent or sibling. The goal was to have a lot more marks in the win column than the loss side of the ledger. That was supposed to be the goal of his life. It was supposed to bring a better night's sleep. But for Jerry Kramer, it only brought night sweats and depression. Finally, in an attempt to get a grip on his mounting mental anguish, he paid a visit to a dear friend and psychiatrist. This was the early 80s, and psychotropic drugs were non-existent, ineffective, or had severe side effects that would prevent him from practicing medicine. So his psychiatrist friend introduced him to a counselor. The man was a psychologist and local rabbi. Dr. Kramer had been raised Jewish, but was, like many people, not a regular visitor to his local temple. Catholics call these members C&E Catholics for the two times a year you see them at church, Christmas and Easter. For Dr. Kramer, it was a reintroduction to the long and rich Jewish faith. 
After months of regular counseling sessions, Dr. Kramer finally reconciled his inner conflicts. He finally saw his patients as people, as creatures of God. He learned to mourn when they passed away and accepted the fact that despite all the advances and tools at his disposal, we all take the final journey home. He began to sleep when he accepted his role in God's grand scheme. It was there to ease the pain and prolong their time on earth. But he couldn't prevent the inevitable. That was in God's hands. That's when the depression ended. That was when Dr. Kramer became that man whose hands everyone wanted to place his or her life into. He had taken his front desk receptionist home and reunited her with her family. Now, having dropped off three of his five patients, he struggled with the fear that the black automobile tagging behind him was more than just curious. He could see four young men riding in the car and the unmistakable silhouette of a rifle barrel could occasionally be seen projecting up from the front seat. Nothing good can come from this, Dr. Kramer mumbled under his breath. Turn left here, Mr. Coronado said as they approached a cross street. The octogenarian leaned forward from the back seat while his wife sat quietly, her head swiveling back and forth. She occasionally commented to her husband in Spanish and pointed to several houses as they passed by them in the large neighborhood. Once, she waved at a crowd of people clustered by a pit fire in the front lawn of one of the many cookie-cutter abodes. She received several waves in return and smiled at her nervous spouse.